to quote a childhood program that raised me better than even my own mother and stepfather did. Emmy wished on a dragon scale, and that's what started Dragon Tales. Only two 90s babies knows what the fuck I'm talking about. Welcome to the Greatest Voice Podcast. How you doing? How you feeling? We vibing. We kicking it back. We living life. We baking. What's going on with my beautiful people? What's going on with my kindred spirits that take time to listen to me for recreational purposes? Whether it's because you're driving in your car from Stockton to Sacramento and you need something to get, to get through the day. Whether it's because you are on a flight back home from Hawaii back to Seattle. And for some reason, your flight is delayed and you don't give a damn because you met you a nice little brown skin thing over there. And you're like, you know what? Maybe I do not want to go back to the rainy, rainy sweaty and terrible province of seattle you know i understand i can understand both perspectives so it just depends how you feel uh i'm in good spirits man just life these last two weeks life has just been um life has just been a whirlwind of events in a good way and also in a in a good way and a bad way and in a bad way as well um First off, I might have a new job. As a creative, it is a podcaster first. This podcast will always be my main mission. This podcast will always be my goal. <laughs> I had a moment of weakness two days ago. I ain't gonna front with you, nigga. It was a moment I was sitting in the I was sitting in the car kind of crying because, like, you know, I was like, I just had a moment, bro, and I was like, man, like, you know, as soon as I, if I get a bag of Dunkin' Donuts and I get in the car and some Daniel Caesar start playing, if all this can coincide and occur at the same time. Like I am an emotional mess, and I just was sad because I was like, the podcast has not reached the the levels that I feel my talent could take it to, and that eats in my soul, that eats in my spirit, that eats in my heart. You know, seeing all these people with podcasts and Instagram pages that got hundred million listeners, all these subscribers, and I'm like, bro, like I'm still, you know, it's paying for views on you, paying for views on YouTube. If you want to have a real conversation about the shit, and um. Recently, in the last two weeks, I was presented with the offer for a job or career that is going to pay me a lot of money. And I took the offer. I'm actually going to take the test for it on Monday. I, um, and it was a moment where I really thought to myself, like, what if I just said, fuck doing the podcast, man, and just focus on just doing that, you know, um, the job, you know, I'm doing the job regardless, but you know, that job's going to pay me excess of a hundred K a year. And it's good. And like, my, oh yeah, I'm making money now, baby. Yeah. I wouldn't line. It's a hundred K a year, baby. Daddy's doing good. Daddy's doing good now, but, um, it's going to pay me a lot of money. But with that being said, um, I, um, I don't know. I just, um, I had a moment where I was like, man, I've been doing this bullshit for four years of my life alongside with rewatching Gargoyles every single day. Bro, do I really want to continue doing this and just keep breaking my heart? And um, I realized that I really do feel that what I'm doing with this podcast, what I'm doing with having conversations with you, whether we're talking about us trying to blow the fuck up out of Iran whether I'm talking about your boyfriend or girlfriend possibly cheating on you with that midget down the street. I like doing this because, like I said, I feel like that at the end of the day, this is walking in the line of my calling. They're walking in the line of what I'm meant to be or who I'm supposed to be. Like, I feel like this is who I am. I feel like this is who I am. Um, and I feel like that this gives me purpose to keep going. I didn't realize how, like, this gave me purpose to keep going and to keep carrying on. Like, 
You know what I mean? It just it is it is it is something about that. Um, I mean personally, I mean I uh, how I look at the whole thing is like you know, and personally, shit, the money that I make, the money that I make from the nine one one dispatch, all of that I'm putting into the podcast, so it might blow up. The negative aspect about that too, and this was what I was gonna take the podcast to uh, have a conversation about is uh. So recently in black culture, you've had conversations about mental health, and I like that. Like people are talking about, people are being forthcoming about having depression issues, about being suicidal, schizophrenic. I had a conversation with them. I, for the very first time in my life, I had a conversation with a schizophrenic woman a month ago, and she was cool. It was just, I, you know, when she brought that up, I was like, okay, this is a thing. But um, you know, I um, what's the word I'm looking for? I um. What's the word I'm looking for? Oh, yeah, that's what I was getting to. So, I live in a very small city. This is when, bear with me, this is where the mental health conversation comes comes into play. I live in a very, very small city called Galt, California. It's very small. You've probably never heard of it. Now, with that being said, my job that I just got now, I've been doing for the last month, which is paying me pretty good, but the next job I get is going to be paying me really good. It's in San Francisco. And... I don't know, man. I, I've spent the majority, 80% of my time in San Francisco the last month. And it's weird. Just being out there, man, I've realized how much living where I live at depresses me and how much living where I live at is bad for my mental health. Because I'm a type of person I need to be mentally stimulated. I need to go out to parties. I need to go out to bars. I need to meet people. I need to go out. And in the city I live in, it doesn't offer that within a 15 to 20 mile radius. Versus when you go to San Francisco, it offers that within a 300, within a, a 20 feet radius. Like the last five nights that I was in San Francisco, I went to a comedy club. I went to a comedy show. I went to like two or three bars I've never been to. Went to a concert. I went to like all these clubs, all these spots, and like. I don't know. I never realized until I started working out there, like, that's what my life has been missing. Now, the other aspect of that is with this other job that I got, I'm going to have to move out that way soon, which I don't have an issue with now, except the fact that it's hell expensive to live out there. But then I'm like, bro, like, versus the commute, it's like, you pay an extra, you pay an extra thousand, two thousand dollars for rent, but then it's like, versus you're doing that, or you stand somewhere where it ain't shit to do, and then on top of that, you have to drive two hours out for anything interesting, like, and plus, like, I don't know. Like, this is, like, the city I live in now, I can say, is cool if you, like, if you're older. Like, if you got kids and shit and you want a cornmeal, it's probably perfect for you. But, like, this this is a terrible city to be in your 20s in. Like, you feel like, I swear to God, you feel like, you feel like you're trapped. Like, it's like it's the, I don't know. I didn't realize when Todd just was out there. I was like, man, I've really been wasting time out there. Like, what was I thinking? So... So the next move, so the next move, the next move after the next move at this point is um, once I get this job is this, you know, end up either moving to San Francisco or see this within um, a city that's even closer. But this, you know, that's how I look at it. Um, and that's where my mind, that's where my mind is at with it right now. Um, the reason why I bring that up is because. This was the first week, the first month where I realized that there can be such a thing as, you know, we can be in relationships that aren't good for you mentally. You can be with people that aren't good for you mentally. 
But I never thought about the concept of you being in the area, you being in a city that's working on your nerves and not good for you mentally. When I first moved to the city, I thought it was nice because it's all country. It's green. I love green. I come, I'm a country kid. I come from down south. So I like that aspect of it. I like going somewhere where you see horse, where you see just green and it's quiet and it's peaceful. You know everybody. You more or less know everybody. I got a lot of my family. A lot of my family lives in this city. So that was something that I always kind of just you know leaned on but then as you get older like i said you get 25 26 you like you just get tired of that you like bro, like i need to i need to go out and i think i realized that i need to i need to explore more rather than more than rather than feel comfortable and just you know what i mean like i feel like i feel like on that aspect i feel like i need to be somewhere where i can explore my interests can be peaked and i can just discover more and talk to more people meet more fans like even just now, I'm trying to. Um, I met a few comedians. I'm interviewing one of them on the podcast uh, next week. Shout out to Joe Balsh, really funny guy, and I really just skewered his last name, bro. I don't know, man. I just realized like it's there are some. I think you got to think about that a lot of the times. Like I never fact, I've never factored that in. Like your actual environment, like where you're living at at the time, like where you're paying rent at, just the city itself can affect your mental health. I mean, but though, if you want to have an argument, you know, you could argue that's where the ghetto the way is the way it is. I brought this up a long time ago on the podcast. You might not remember, but my mother lives in probably the five ghetto square mile block radius in Sacramento, California. I love you, mom. So with that being said, I have a friend from Brazil. Shout out to Luisa. We always have debates about, you know, what's wrong with America, what's right with Brazil, because she's Brazilian, obviously. And so uh, she was telling me about how when we were out, when we were going to school, she and a few of my other friends, they took a road trip to Chicago for whatever reason. It's amazing the cities that people who aren't from this country want to go see. Like, I have never in my life wanted to go see Chicago. And I got family in Chicago. Not once have I ever said, nigga, let's pick up and go to Chicago. But, you know, she went. And she was telling me how she went to the ghettos out there and it didn't seem that bad. They had two-story houses. They had people with kids had uh, hot pockets. Like, it didn't seem that terrible to her without also being said. And I thought about what she said. I was like, you know, it's true. The ghettos in this country, they're not really, they can't be as bad as, as, as Brazil. But I went to I went to my mom. I go, I don't see her as much as I should now because I've just been working so much, but I went to see her one time recently after me and her had a conversation about that. And where my mom lives at, my mom doesn't necessarily live in the most dangerous part of the hood. She lives in the poorest part, the part where you go to. And you know, when you go to the hood, and there's that area in the hood where you go to and it's like just a line of homeless people just on the side of like grocery outlet or Safeway. That's where she's at. She has her own spot. She always keeps a clean house. But that's just just the reality scenario. She lives in a great ghetto area. Ghetto area. And. You know, I was there, man. I'm seeing all these people on scratching, begging for money, on drugs and shit, just arguing. All oh my god, they argue all the damn time. Oh my god, every day I would, I've never been over her house and eating them niggas wasn't outside arguing over the simplest shit. But I went there one night and I called my I called my friend up when I left. I was like, you know, I thought about what you said and I really thought about what makes someone poor, what makes poverty. Because relatively compared to Brazil, our poverty can't even compare to the poverty that's in Brazil. But, I mean, the poorest, our, the poorest of our poor cannot even hold a candle to the poorest of the poor in Brazil. But what I told her was, I just know that when I'm here, when I go to my mom's spot, where I see these people out here who are on drugs, strung out, homeless, half crazy in the mind, think they're Beetlejuice. Uh, some of them look like Beetlejuice. 
I call that poor. I call that insane. And I don't, and you know, I, I feel like, I feel sorry for them. You know, these people who just don't know how to, they're just, they're in this. In, you know what's weird is when you walk down the street, bro, like you see homeless people and you see people who are insane. I see them all the time in San Francisco. That's the one negative about San Francisco. That's two. That's one of the two negatives I like about San Francisco. One, I can't stand the fucking weather. And two, how many homeless people are just out everywhere. But when you see homeless people, you know, there's some people that are scared of them. There's always the one guy who's going to beg to you. I can't stand seeing a black homeless guy beg. beg. That shit, oh, my God. That shit infuriates the hell out of me. This is the black thing. I don't like seeing black people beg white people for money. That's just, I'm, that, I just hate seeing that shit because it just makes me feel bad. Like, I'm like, nigga, you don't, don't, don't embarrass. You're embarrassing us. Like, I'm thinking for us. Don't embarrass us. But I've noticed that most homeless people that you see, if you, if you ever notice, outside the ones that beg you for money, it looks like they're in their own world. Like, it looks like they're like, with the one, I'm talking about the ones that are talking to themselves, the ones who are like, they're sitting, like, fucking, like, laying, like, and sitting in front of a radio. <laughs> I was about to say radio shack. They're sitting in front of a T Mobile and just huddled over, like, a, with a cover over them. Like, it looks like they're in their toe, like, in this other different world. It's the weirdest thing. Like, where my job is at in Frisco, I walk past these motherfuckers all the day because it's in the Tenderloin area. And when you walk past them, like, you know, yeah, some of them might beg you for change, but a lot of them look like they're lost in space, or a lot of them look like they just don't know what the hell they're doing with themselves, and it's crazy, man. I, I don't know, man. I just I can't do that, man. I couldn't I couldn't live on the streets. I couldn't live on the streets for that long, and a lot of them people. I mean, hey, you in reality, you're in a real conversation. You go to San Francisco, you know. That's when you go to bigger when you go to bigger cities like New York City, Chicago. San Diego, Miami, Jackson, not Jacksonville, I don't know for sure. The rent is higher compared to other places, but I understand, now I understand why, because it's the convenience because you're near so much. You know, when they always had that conversation about how they say in San Francisco, that's where all the tech jobs are at, I think when they say tech jobs, they're using the wrong phrasing. The right phrase they should use is internet jobs, because... Every other motherfucker that I've met in San Francisco has a job on at a website that I've used before. Like, I got a friend who works at Indeed.com. I got a friend who works at Google. I got a friend who works at Facebook. And, these mo- and they're just out there like that. I, I that is, That's still, like, the weird... That is so weird to me. Like, just seeing, like, you, you're talking to somebody who works as, like, the... the, the uh, the the code gen- the coder of uh, Instagram or something. It's the weirdest weirdest thing in the world. Well, another thing I don't like about there, I've just been thinking about that too. Is when you go out there, I hate that whole roommate thing. That that's another thing. Like, I'm not. That's another thing that's making me want to not. I'm looking more to like rent it to to get an apartment probably in Berkeley or probably in Vallejo or Benicia. I love Benicia. Everybody sleeps on Benicia. I'm probably gonna move to Benicia, but it's like. I don't like I don't like the idea of having a roommate with a mother. Like I don't, I don't like this one girl. I was me and her was talking at this bar in um in San Francisco. It was called off a it's that one off of Webster and um Post. I forgot what it's called, but it's really dope. I think it's called the Study or Social Social Studies. It's called Social Study. And she was like, "Well, why don't you just get a roommate?" And I told her, "I'm like, ma'am, I'm, I'm like, ma'am, I'm a grown ass man. I'm 25. I'm not I'm not I'm not finna get a, a I'm not getting a damn roommate at this point in my life. I grew up with a lot of siblings. I'm not just I'm not doing it. It's like, well, you save a lot of money. I was like, I'll be damned and shit. If I can't find, if I couldn't find a spot that's affordable out there, then hell, I, I, I will gladly just commute here and just keep them by myself. I don't want to. I do. I can't. When you get grown, bro, you just want your own space, you know." 
unless she's my wife or unless she unless she's my wife or my girlfriend i don't mind her and even then that's kind of pushing it but you do desire your own space as a man like you want to have some space you want to have some alone time you want to have some time to be yourself and to talk and kind of walk i don't know you know i just like i said there's there are some there, there are some obvious negatives to the move but i just feel like that city is better for my mental health and so I guess I bear the question to my audience, like what moves do you think, what relationships or what places that do you think you're at right now that aren't good for your mental health or that are stressing you out? Because, you know, a lot of us, we tolerate situations. The last three months have taught me of how, how much we tolerate situations, tolerate living style, living a lifestyle that's just so like, I put a post on Facebook earlier today and I was talking about it, about like how last year, this same time last year, I was down bad without a dollar and I hated life and I was you know I still had my place but it was like I was working in Sacramento and the job that I do in Sacramento compared to Frisco the the, the price the price difference is different the, the pay rates different so I was struggling the whole time like I was only just having enough money for rent back and forth half the time I wasn't even being able to come back to my own home because the job was in sack so I would go to my mom's out there but like how I look at it is until this podcast gets to the level where I want it to get to, until it gets to the point where I can say I'm like the Joe Rogan or the Joe Budden or the the new Howard Stern before until it gets until it gets to that point, until it gets to that point, I don't have to struggle as hard as I do. And that's what let me get the job I got right now. And with this new job I'm getting, you know, that's what led me to put me in that area too. It's like you get to a point where you like, bro, like like, I'm a grown man. I shouldn't be having to fucking struggle like that. Like, I shouldn't be having to, having to, you know, you should always keep money in your pocket, you know. My daddy always told me you should always keep some money in your pocket. Is that just how it is, you know? Some money in your pocket, some money in your bank, you know. That's just how I look at things. So, I mean, that's where it comes to that. I kind of have been avoiding the whole, um, a lot of you guys have asked me to talk about the whole impeachment thing. I really don't care, to be honest with you. I don't think he's going to get in. I don't think Trump's going to get impeached. I really don't care if or if the opposite happens. Um, I, I, I've, I've really just given up talking about politics. It just, it just is a, it's, all of it is just a headache to me. I'll be rubbing on this earth for a minute, and I don't, I've, I don't know. We'll see, we'll see what, like I said, we'll see what happens. I mean, I don't think he's going to get impeached. I don't think the House of the Senate is going to pass that through. When it comes to the election next year, I think he's going to win landslide victory. I'm looking at both sides. I'm looking at what he's saying. I'm looking at what Pete Buttigieg is saying, what Bernie Sanders is saying. And Autumn. I think more than likely the person who's going to be the Democratic nominee is either Joe Biden or Bernie Sanders. I think Bernie Sanders means well. I like Bernie, but I just don't think his plans are realistic. I like I don't, I don't really, I don't, I really know nothing about Joe Biden. I, I don't, so all these stories keep coming about about how he wanted to get rid of Social Security and stuff like that for like the armed veterans and shit. I don't know much about him to even really speak on him. Now, he might, he might have been a good option. Um, I really liked Pete, the mayor from Gary, Indiana, the gay guy. I liked him, but I don't, I don't think he has near enough the needed following for him to even be considered like an actual candidate. So, and a lot of that might just be that people don't know him like that. So, it kind of go, it kind of goes both, it kind of goes both ways. But um, I don't know, man. I don't know. We'll see what happens. I mean, I don't know. Our country's in turmoil. With the Iran thing, you know, I, I think that's gonna sizzle out. I think that's gonna sizzle out pretty soon because you know, I'm, I'm cool on it. I don't know. I think at the end of the, I think at the end of the day, it's all about. Oh, she's cute. I think at the end of the day, it's all about just um. 
at the end of the day, it's all about just kind of just, I don't like keeping a level head about things, you know. You know, that's something I don't like about our president. He does not, he does not keep a level head about things at all. Um, yeah. If there was a, you know, this kind of was like a really somber episode of the podcast, but uh, if there was any point I guess I could give or guess a key point of this episode I could say is uh, just, I mean, do try your hardest and whether you're creative, whether you're somebody who's providing for your family, try your hardest to put yourself in a scenario, put yourself in a situation or put yourself in an environment that's healthy that's mentally healthy for you mentally rewarding for you like i'm learning that now like like i said i didn't know how much i was bleeding my life force being in the city that was devoid of entertainment that was devoid of places and bars to go and people to meet and meet interesting people and all that like you know i you know i'm just learning that now and then you know it, it is and it's not to say that small towns are not dope because small towns are beautiful as well you know you have you know, you have your goals. You have your you have cities where I know a girl who moved to a big city and hated it, and she wants to be somewhere in a small city where she's closer to her family, where she can milk the cows and stuff like that. It, it depends. Some people, you know, I don't know. Different strokes for different strokes, as my granddaddy used to always say. Different strokes for different strokes. And with that being said, this has been an episode of the Greatest Voice Podcast. Much love and peace and chicken grease. Thank you for being a part of the family. Thank you for being a part of the mob. I shall return and make another episode tomorrow. And I'm going to try to bring the guest on probably next week. I'm trying to. We're going to see what's going to happen.